In the name of the Lord of hope, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. It was a day like no other in memory. So we tell one another, so the echoing chronicles will tell the tale. It was a day filled with such a blue, blue sky, a morning of beautiful calm as we went to work, climbed towers, rode in planes, and told others hello and goodbye. Yet a madness stalked our land, and a mirror cracked from side to side. As I contemplated how I would write and speak this morning, I went to one of my great favorite films, Invictus, the remarkable film about Nelson Mandela. Near the beginning, there is a moving scene in which soon after his election as president of South Africa, Mandela tells his black protection officers that they must work alongside the same white officers who just weeks before had looked after President de Klerk, men they regarded as racist murderers. Mandela's men protest, but he tells them, you must do it. Forgiveness, he says, lifts the soul. Forgiveness lifts the soul. Clearly, he had coped over a period of 27 years on Robben Island by forgiving people much more than they deserved, much more than they actually understood. Something had happened in those years that turned Nelson Mandela's life, that forced him to stop short, to take account of life, and to start it all over again. It could be said that the morning of September 11th reset the world's clock forever. Maybe many of our clocks hover around the day when hijacked airplanes took down the World Trade Center buildings in New York and slammed with malice into the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. Anyone who is over the age of 20 remembers where they were when they first heard the news of those tragedies. We remember our fear. Perhaps we remember our anger, our confusion, our sense of threat. We remember tears, our hearts being broken as we watched. Since then, everything in our immediate world has been truly shaken. We have been chasing enemies all over the earth. Thousands upon thousands of men, women, and children have died in senseless wars. Our trust of persons who neither look nor worship like us have been severely hampered. And every time we try to board an airplane... We are forced to remember the reason why we must take off our shoes, go through detectors, and answer endless questions in security lines. 
For the majority of the world's population, the collective clock of humanity recalculated and started again on that fateful 11th day in the ninth month of the year 2001. Indeed, in the years after the World Trade Center towers came crumbling down, stock markets failed, housing markets crashed, and many of us became unemployed. So on the 15th anniversary of September 11th, what are we as Christians to think, to do, to pray? Today's gospel lesson from Matthew 18 propels us to wrestle with one of the most difficult practices in Christian discipleship, the practice of forgiveness. Now, forgiveness is a hard road to walk, but it is the way to abundant and eternal life. Forgiveness is the way of Jesus Christ. For while revenge may seem to be much easier, more desirable, it is in fact what leads to bondage and eternal death. The Greek word forgive means to let loose. It is like a really tough knot that suddenly gives way in a child's shoe and becomes completely untied. It is like dark bondage from which there is sudden release. That is what it's like to be forgiven. And that is what it is like to forgive as well. Jesus teaches his disciples about how to deal with those who hurt us. Peter, in turn, asks, how many times must he forgive someone? Always the optimist, dear Peter. Up to seven times, he asks Jesus. And Peter, having thought he was being generous, with that magical and sacred number, must have been quite shocked when Jesus came back, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. In other words, forgiveness should extend beyond all calculation from that deepest, sincerest place in our hearts. Forgiveness is a two-way street where both the one who is forgiven as well as the one who forgives are set free. Our hearts either open or close to God's grace. If they are open, able, willing to forgive others, it shows that they have truly been open to receive God's love and hope gratefully and in such a way that saves our very soul, the essence of changing us from inside out. There can be no doubt this is a hard lesson for us to learn, both in our thinking and in our acting. This lesson holds up that mirror cracked for us to see our tendency to withhold mercy, to withhold forgiveness 
that sometimes we have already received ourselves. And so the key point to Jesus' teaching is that the way of life, which marks out the Christian life, is forgiveness and the sharing of hope with others. Today, we remember an occasion, at least four occasions, from September 11th, a decade and a half ago. For a decade and a half ago, when four hijacked planes wrecked destruction and changed our world forever, they gave us the chance to hold hatred, to hold anger, to be constantly in turmoil. But thank God, we as a nation and as a world have risen from those destructive forces. And we have held our hearts open in God's grace with loving and healing forgiveness taught to us by our Father God. Now let me be honest this morning. A friend of mine died in the Pentagon that day with her four-month-old. She had gone to see her father. And he had taken her almost four-year-old, down the hall to see colleagues. And the plane came in his office, and she wasn't there when he came back with her child. But in our hearts, for those of you who knew people in the towers, for those of you who knew people on planes, our holy and omnipotent Creator does not ask us to forget but to move forward in cherishing the memories of those lost and in extending light and hope to their children and their children's children in the good news of Jesus Christ. Thus, we use this occasion as a time to honor the ways we each crossed the threshold into God's holy sanctuary called Christian life with the baptisms of three young ladies, Whitney, Catherine, and Bridget. And in the words of Psalm 14, verse 2, the Lord looks down from heaven upon us all to see if there is any who is wise, if there is one who seeks after God. And thus we stand with these three young women before God. And thus, we can choose to remember the events of 2,000 years ago when God's own Son, seeing a field of broken lives and desolate hearts, gave Himself up by offering forgiveness, not vengeance. As our Savior, as our brother, as our companion on the way, Jesus opened a future marked not by judgment, but by mercy, not by despair, but by hope, not by fear, but courage, not by violence, but healing, not by hate, but love, not by death, but by new life. You see, that is what forgiveness can do. 
for our nation and our world are still here, living in blessed days. Not greatness, but blessed days. For each of us must remember forgiveness lifts the soul. Forgiveness lifts our very essence of who we are and turns our souls to God. Amen.